motherfucker stuck in 1989. That's why his album's called One Less Gear. Welcome, everyone, to a very special wrapping up edition of the Juggalo Rewind podcast. This is Peter. Chris is not here, but I'm going to fill you in very quickly on what we have on tap right now. As you may know, Season 4 has been us reviewing One Last G in the Hood by Blaze Your Dead Homie. Recently, we finished the last track, and now we're in the twilight of the season. We're in the bonus episode region, and this is quite the bonus. This week, we are talking to none other than Blaze Your Dead Homie himself. Big Chris, as we like to call him. Cell Block... One half of Zodiac Imprint, one third of the Triple Threat, one seventeenth of the Riders, Big Blaze himself. We got to catch up with him at Astronomicon 6.5 this week, and you'll hear a little background noise, but that's all good. We just had a little time to catch up with him, and this is what we got. I would like to point out for everyone that there's also... Another little hidden gem in this episode. You didn't think this episode could get any better. I mean, we finally got the white whale. We got Blaze. But there may be something else that we haven't talked about yet that is hidden in this episode. So keep your ears open, give it a listen, and let us know what you think. So without further ado, let's get to the episode. Chris and I talking to blaze it at homie about his epic album one last g in the hood you tried the strawberry one yeah yeah really that one's good. ridiculous yeah b43 now somehow it's i haven't like tried that one low carb okay like so if you're fucking watching your weight right. and cutting carbs yeah that's what the course came in handy for <laughs> i'm telling you for some reason it's like three car yeah it's like three carbs or something per and it's a dumbass. It, I think it tastes better than the other one. Yeah. The, yeah, the normal one. It's crazy. <laughs> you good talking beer? Yeah, sorry, you know. Mm-hmm. Right? Sorry. Get, more, get our you, pipes warmed up. You can talk beer. It's all you want. It's just... <laughs> all right, we are here live at Astronomicon, yeah. and we are talking to the one and only Blazy Dead Homie. How you doing, Blaze? What up? How y'all doing? We are doing well. Not too bad. Not too bad. As our listeners may know, this season we have talked all about... One less G in the hood. Oh, that's what's up. So yes. we go track by track, um, one episode at a time, yeah. one song at a time, just going through lyrics, meanings, stories, yes. all kind of good stuff. So a lot of fun. Yeah. Leads us on a lot of tangents, fun. a lot of nonsense. I've so we seen get a couple, actually. I think I've seen some stuff okay. on, uh, on Instagram a few times. People have been... All right. Show you. And this is your shagging me on some stuff, which is uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to pop you with some of the memes we were making like off it. it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you're a return guest though, because the uh, trivia showed up once on one of our episodes. So yeah, that was a bonus episode. All so right. yeah, two time right. guest. <laughs> so I shouldn't. I should feel at home now. Right. Yeah. You should. Definitely part of the crew. Yes. So I guess just overall, maybe we'll talk about just coming into the album mm-hmm. you know, we can get track by track a little bit here but just overall um, obviously as we've talked about a million times uh, the EP comes out in 2000 yes coming into One Last G in the Hood year and a half later did you feel any pressure uh, to 
make that the hit? You know, like obviously, you obviously we assume <laughs> you guys, you Twisted Fritz, did the EP out in uh, at the disc, right? And you brought yeah, it correct. over. Correct. So one less G is kind of like your. Hey, this is the big one that's it's, coming out. Like, what, I mean, what was the pressure of that? The, the craziness <laughs> is, it's probably the first record that was fully, probably done, almost entirely at uh, the new Lotus Pod. Like, mm-hmm. almost everything started going like, because the Lotus Pod was created sometime in between this era. There were, they were, they had different spots where we were different. Uh, just different factories or whatever we were at. I don't know what you call warehouses, I guess you would say. And uh, when they finally got to the new spot, they purchased, I don't know if they purchased it or whatever, but they're like, we're going to put a studio in here and it's going to be our own. So it was in the middle of actually mixing some of that stuff while they were recording some different stuff. And then by the time I was in there doing one last G, most of it was done. So I can go in there and put it all down. Now, a couple of tracks were recorded at the disc before that. And then they just were brought with me over there. So a lot of the stuff was like that. So I was in between both the the two studios at the time. But yeah, most of it was recorded there. So I had, you know, some of the luxury of actually using some of the new equipment. But then I also had to deal with some of the interns or the new guys that were engineers that never, you know, were <laughs> oh, doing somebody, somebody we're else's right money. Yeah, everybody knows about it. Yeah, yeah. They, they know it all. It's, yeah, it's 100%, so I had to deal with that too. So I was kind of the guinea pig for all that as well. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was challenging, but it, it took, you know, it, it wasn't pressure because there was no pressure. It's like, what do you, you know, whatever you do is your first thing. It's going to be it because um, the EP was what it was. It was kind of the introduction for who mm-hmm. I am, but but it didn't really it didn't really get out there to everybody fully because it was mm-hmm. there and kind of gone so it was pulled off and it's like oh we, we they made as many as they did they put it out at the first gathering they told me you know they were putting 10,000 copies there instead I think they said maybe a thousand got out there and <laughs> needless to say they were gone in the first day first hour yeah. so they were gone so it's like I that's didn't why know I, bought mine. <laughs> I didn't know if they were going to make them again you know that's kind of what it was we were we didn't know how they were handling the situation so um you know it was, it was weird so then after that when the record came along it was like hey we people are obviously they want to keep they're, they're talking about you now you got something going we need to put this together and I, I said it started off with me a lot doing stuff with Fritz and working with him and then it turned into me and Twisted and Fritz and then me and almost anybody who was an engineer and uh, <laughs> you know and then I said at the end of the record I left it uh, it left Twisted to kind of per, you know produce go back and they went back and mixed everything without me after I was gone and everything's done, my vocals were all done, everything's here, it's like, here you go, this is what I got, you know, what do you guys think, check it out. And they listened to it and I was going on tour and they went in there and they were in there for a month probably mixing everything right. and making it sound, you know, because when I got back, I was like, damn, damn, this is me? Like, this is me? <laughs> Holy shit. And yeah, because they really did a number to it. They fucking, you know, they put their magic on it. And right. that's like, maybe that's why it's Magic Ninja Entertainment, <laughs> because they did. They put some magic on it, and, and, and yeah, turned into what it was. And it's like instant classic in a lot of people's eyes now. Yeah. Like, I was about was. to say, you calling it instant yeah, classic. I, mean, I, I said I, it. We, we would say but that. No, I say it because I see most people say that. They say it's a lot. It's like a start to the joke. 
juggalo uh, scene, a lot of it, because, you know, that's what everybody that we, where we are, the family scene, we all took off because you could see that everybody did put a little bit into the record, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to jump on this verse or I'll jump on that verse. And it was, you know, it's easy for me to do that because I'm one man and um, I need that other, you know, mm-hmm. sounds on there. I need somebody else's voice or vo- voice or vocals mm-hmm. on there um, to make it sound interesting sometimes because I feel like maybe, you know, just me all the way through might be drawn out too much. Like, well, hey, we've talked about weird. that. Yeah, it's so, real you know, hard. kind of what it is. It's, even if you're a group, like just to have... Uh, Madrox and Monoxide, A B A B. Mm-hmm. You need another voice, right. like, and no matter who you are, you gotta yeah, gotta sure. mix it up. So. Especially in that era, because those albums were so long. It's what 16, 15 tracks. What was that? And it's yeah. over yeah. an hour. So yeah, you gotta mm-hmm. add some different things in there, because a lot of albums were a lot longer back then. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it was always supposed to be. I mean, you know, everything. They always said you had to have ten songs or ten tracks to make it an actual long play record. Mm-hmm. But everybody was like, more. You're looking for at least an hour yeah. of music, no matter. what what yeah. so you know if it's 16 tracks or 20 tracks or 10 <laughs> tracks and it makes an hour that's what you're looking for mostly yeah. so it's close to that yeah <laughs> i think mine was close <laughs> yeah <I remember laughs> might have been a little lower right. i know because I, I know there was a mix there was a hidden track on there somewhere <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, was, uh, we just covered that that was 20 something minutes long of the yeah. <laughs> so there you go it was a little bit longer than yeah. <laughs> per se <laughs> um talking about the the switch from the ep to the lp obviously in your EP, it's said that you're a dead body. Like your gimmick yeah, is, is sure. set, but it's more of like the gangster. You know, it's not. Yeah, it's a backdressing to the yeah, it, the gangster rap kind of. But definitely, sound. but definitely with the with one last G. I mean, you hammer it in almost every song. Like you know, maggot face is almost like throughout lots yeah. of mentions of it. Like, yeah. did you? innately feel or were you told like okay it's like we equate it to wrestling like this is your gimmick you need to be an 11 out of 10 you need to push the gimmick that was more that was just me i mean it was uh, they you know they like i said when i when i turned up at the label i went went through many iterations of what i was doing for rap or whatever but when i came there it was blaze but it was blaze the butane magician which Mm. had nothing to do with anything Mm. but it was like well i know if i'm gonna be blaze the butane magician i'm probably gonna talk a lot about fire in different (laughs) ways of fire you know it's just gonna be me and that's what's gonna happen you know so um when when we did the switch and you know jay was like what about dead dead homie what about that and it plays your dead homie and i was like oh shit you know that sounds dope so as soon as that was like let click well everything's gonna be about me being dead then and mm-hmm. you know and that's kind of that's exactly what it was and which is a blessing and a curse sometimes because when yeah. you start to do other records and you're like well now we're doing dark lotus well how do i attack this song as a dead body now you know what i mean as it, it's we're all mythical and different it's yeah. a different style of stuff so it was like i, I there were songs where I, I did verses that actually were pulled because it was like well you're maybe you're not and you're interpreting the song a little different than what it was you know i remember right. for sure black crows one of the songs I, remember I wrote a verse for it and everything had it all spit went out there and dropped it and they were like yeah you're just a little this probably isn't a song for blaze to be on just because you know the black crows are haunting and they're following the dead and you're already dead, <laughs> you're dead. and it's kind of weird and it's like all right so i was like yeah all right you know, i get it whatever take me off it's fine <laughs> so yeah it's, it's there you know stuff like that so i think maybe you know maybe some people thought it was maybe i'm tacking too literal on some of the stuff <laughs> but i tried to have fun with it um you know the most of the time it's always what it's what it is like mm-hmm. obviously you can't hurt me is a song about being a dead body and just yeah, right. you can do whatever you want but you can't hurt me 
shove me into a wood chipper or whatever. I mean, <laughs> that's and funny. I went and did that later on still to try to keep, <laughs> keep in tune with what's going right. on. Yeah, for sure. It's funny that you talked about like the crossover between Lotus and, and One Last G because they were they came out pretty close. Mm -hmm. And we, we were talking about the mythology of that. Yeah. Like, there's so much Lotus where it's like, your your story, story we said is the Lotus album is yeah, when we dove like, into that one yeah, yeah. like, like you, you mentioned like uh, what's the what even and we dance like yeah. it's you like it's almost like you are a different character than the rest because like yeah, you you're said like, at it from a different angle yeah what's the I, one it's always kind of what I had to do I felt like I was trying to you know attack it from that you know that visual look like okay well if, you know i'm dead body and i'm the first okay i rose up quick from the grave you know it's, <laughs> it's exactly what it is so it's like every time and uh you know even like yeah bitch i'm sexy it's the same thing well i'm a dead dead body now you know what i mean like that's it's it's always kind of what it's been so it's a little bit of fun but also yeah you're attacking with it. like i said you're just the same idea of what everybody else is going at but going at it from a different perspective yeah, that's kind of right. what i try to do what was the track? I think it came out later where the song was all about digging you up. Uh, uh, it was Grave Diggers. No, was it Grave Diggers? I thought it was. There on was one in Tales from Lowe's Power where it was basically the story of them like getting you. And like, oh, there it is. That's his, yeah, <laughs> like the start of the story there. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that, yeah, in that time frame. Yeah, you know, I'm telling you, just uh, that was kind of, we always had at, at the beginning, obviously, when the EP had dropped, it was always kind of like, uh, you know, it was. It was like the Twisted had been the ones to dig me up from the grave, and that's kind of what we went with. And then as we went into some of the Lotus and stuff like that, it was like, well, why can't it be Lotus that dug you up or yeah. brought you back? And that's kind of <laughs> what it was, yeah. Just, I mean, it made part of that, and then I, I think it even used that in some of the comic book stuff, too, back yeah, we joke Way about that too. Yeah, like the different, and obviously things change over time, but sometimes it's like, oh, he was dead for six years. Sometimes it's 11 <laughs> yeah, years. Sometimes yeah, it's three shots sure. here. Sure. Sure. Marvel like, comics. <laughs> like, what's Retcon? What's the real storyline? So now yeah. we have the comic well, out. Um, you know, if you watch enough Flash, you can see yeah. there's a lot of different timelines. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is there anything else pre CD that you wanted to touch on, Chris? No, I don't think so. Yeah, that was, that was the one. Um, just bumping it up like you said wrestling with the character for sure yeah for sure it was like that's always been uh, I said it was I think that's what I said as part of you know continuously too and then evolving from that you gotta figure out where you're gonna go next with the step if you're gonna everything's gonna be dead now the next thing you know cause then people start getting oh well it's Let's get away from that. And then I did groups to do that as well, to mm -hmm. try to stay away. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So each time I'm trying to do little pieces of different stuff. So some you might not hear on a Blaze record, you'll hear on somebody, something else. That's right. kind of what it always has been. God, we haven't really talked about this at all, but you're talking about different characters. Cell Block always felt like that's you. Like you are Cell Block and Blaze <laughs> is the side project. But it's like, that just seems like a natural. I mean, it's always, for me, it's always been, that's my favorite music has always been gangster type music mm -hmm. and gangster rap. So it's like easy to come just do that stuff. And it, for that, it's just natural, quick. Yeah, you're like, I know he's going to be, he's talking shit. It's everything <laughs> shit talking. He's right. going to be, yeah. A lot of fun. <laughs> no, you can tell. You can tell you guys have fun I mean, with that's that. That's basically it's... what it always has been. It's like we just had fun. It's quick, easy to write. You're here. You go. You're in. You're done. You're out of there. You're done. You know, it's, it's cool. And it's like, yeah, it's that's one of the project ones that was fun to do. It's like Lotus was like that too, in a sense, because there's so many of us. Mm -hmm. You know, but in the, at 
when I started, it was different from when, you know, I was the green person. I'm wearing green, so it's fitting. <laughs> but I was the green person who was so green, who didn't know anything yet, and was learning on the job with these guys, who I thought were already doing it for years, so they must know everything. Right. Uh, comes to find out, they've been doing it maybe five, six years more than me, so mm. it's really not that much. But they do know more than I do, so, you know, I'm sitting back listening to everything. So I'm like uh, fully rewriting 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 to make sure my shit is mm-hmm. sherry on everything where these guys are like in there <laughs> you know what i mean and in there so i'm trying to get myself to that point where i'm oh i can get in there too right. quick snap you know what i mean a finger i got my shit written and i'm in there and it's yeah it's just, it was a different thing so i i learned on a job like that fast and just mm-hmm. go okay everybody's doing the same all right let's go so but it ended up being fun like i said because it was six of us five of us sometimes and mm-hmm. you know we're all hanging out most of us are smoking weed and, <laughs> and to give unlimited time the studio's brand new you guys i mean got, that's basically where yeah. it's at yeah and then even in those first lotus types we were doing stuff where it was completely different like there was songs where we were like oh um somebody's gonna do the baseline on this and you know somebody else can do the keys on this it was like we were experimenting mm-hmm. a lot in the first lotus record where you know each we're, there were different things happening this guy's gonna do the drums this song and you know it was just different shit that we didn't do before right and then we we had different you know in between different producers and, and engineers and yeah. sets too you know right <laughs> and <laughs> so i mean now we're jumping all over the place but that's totally fine this yeah. is perfect so season by season we go each album yes. so we did you're on all of these, which is funny. <laughs> we did uh, Most Tasteless, yes. first season. We did Dark Lotus, Tales from the Lotus Pod, Hell which yeah. now we're digging yeah. into. We did Wizard of the Hood. You're on okay. Lion, obviously. Okay. And we did a couple bonuses, but now we're on One Last G. Yes. But, and we were thinking about bouncing back and forth between all the different yeah. CDs, but now that you bring up Lotus, we talked about like the pressure of doing this CD, but even like you're jumping a little bit backwards, you... Like you said, totally fresh, mm-hmm. and you're jumping into a CD that they have been hyping for three years, mm-hmm. and there's three different producers, and there's three different sessions, mm-hmm. and we talked to Mike P, and he is, we posed that to him too, like, you come into a, a job, brand new. Yeah, yeah, like, yep. hey, mm-hmm. guess what, now you're doing the most important CD that, that we've ever done, been and now you've got the <laughs> next one that we got, like, pressure upon pressure and I mean I can think he might have the most pressure out of everybody because in the sense it was like he was almost they were almost trying to replace Mike Clark a little bit it seemed like you know what I mean they, they were shoes giving to more when you jump right yeah. and that's hard to do like that's nobody's gonna do that you're not gonna replace mike clark i mean mike clark is mike clark he's got his sound and and mike p also ended up having his own sound right so and and fritz does they all do everybody does it's just each guy isn't replaceable you just have a different sound right you you know what i mean and that's kind of what it was so i think lotus ended up working with that and so did my my album 100 percent because we're the first guy working with mike p a lot of that, a lot of that record is a lot. There's stuff in there like uh, uh, Juggalo Anthem, just busting in. I remember people hearing that and being like, "Oh man, I wish I would have heard that beat before you, because I would have stole that." And it was that's like, fine. "Oh, that's my shit. I took that." And I heard, because I heard it, I was like, boom, boom, "That's mine." You know, I knew it. It's like I love them and Mike. He seemed like he was a lot with sense. He did a lot of sense and stuff. He did a lot of those things with them. Yeah. He's good at it. It was it was the shit. And uh, yeah, it's like it, you could tell his sound because of it. So you could tell the different ones he had. And it's, you know, the ones that I love are, you know, birthday bitches. It's Mike P. You yeah. know what I mean? He does. You could tell the ones. It's just good shit. Yeah. I think, I think he did fucking uh, uh, 
Damn. Uh, ten bodies. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That drum, you could tell. Yeah, heavy just, that is heavy <laughs> bass and heavy. He's yeah. He's got a great sound too. So yeah. you know every every one of them do. At the time, was, yeah. yeah, I think I'm not saying that the fans were jaded or they weren't smart enough at the time, but they only knew one thing. They did. And now 100%. you get number two, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh shit. But nowadays, you have how many producers, and it's like, oh, yeah, same I, it's, it's cool. Really nowadays, it's about, I think people yeah. believe though that that was all Mike P as well, and the, and I'm the one less G because it's it's written that way, and a lot right. of them stuff started with. Fritz. We talked about yeah. so we've talked like to Fritz, Fritz about lot, it. Yeah. Like Fritz started a lot of them tracks. Hood Rats. Um, there's a couple of different. Uh, Grave ain't no place. Uh, Casket. He he did a lot of these tracks. Like mm-hmm. a lot of these tracks were Fritz tracks to begin with. And uh, whatever was going on, Mike P might have went back and replayed mm-hmm. some guitar right. or something or a bass line, and it became a Mike P track or whatever throughout it but I mean in the sense of maybe Fritz didn't get his name tagged on there but 100% Fritz started a lot of those tracks so I said that's why the sounds are there and there's difference but you could tell if you listen to it yeah. good enough you'll know that one's a Fritz track and that one's a Mike uh-huh. track and this one is not either <laughs> and it's not Mike right. Clark because I didn't work with Mike Clark until technically gang rags, gang rags, right? yeah like, yeah, that's a spending, like spending this that's much time. That's why I said huh? it 10 years in the making and the shit. I <laughs> right. say all the yeah. shit because I've been waiting. I wanted to work with him, and we never did. He always, you know, We had other plans to do other little projects that never fully fleshed out, and that was it. So, you know, and the stuff that I did was always with that, like Lotus or something like that, or if I'm on a track with ICP or something, you know. Right. Was, yeah. That's yeah. one thing we did notice, uh, spending this much time with the album and digging in and talking to Fritz, talking to Mike P. Now you, you could, like you said, hear each person's sound. Even if something was changed or edited by Mike P. or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. redone, you could tell, you know, his sound. You could tell Mike P.'s sound. And somehow it all For flowed sure. together between, no, between the both That's of why them. I said they did. You know, there's only one track, if I was to even go back and be like, this track doesn't fit the record. There's only one track, I think, that doesn't fit the record. And it, in my opinion, it's because it wasn't for the record. Well, now, now we're is gonna it the Lotus track that we were, uh, yeah, well, we're, we're, Which one is it? The Lotus track. <laughs> I have it here. What would we ask? Which one was now it? Now you got to look. I think we actually brought that up, didn't we? Given half the chance, that was the one we thought was a, a Lotus track, possibly. That's definitely the <laughs> yeah. track. It, I don't know if it was a Lotus track. It was a Twisted track, I believe. It feels, we mentioned that too, uh, Freak Show. I think it was, a, yeah, it was yeah. a Twisted track, and they, they were like, we need a track with everybody on it, like a family track with everybody, and that was well before we did Hatch Execution and everything, and it was like, well, let's get one with all of us, mm-hmm. five of us, and I already had that one ready, and they were like, let's take that. So we put it on there, and, and I just so happened to start it anyway, so it's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it was weird. <laughs> it made sense for it to be my song. But yeah, it, to me, it didn't fit. And, you know, even when we were doing out there on the road, we were out there doing this stuff. Like later on, later, like the last couple of tours, uh, the American, the Certified Cycles yeah. Tour, we're doing the song, the track, a couple of different times. And I kept telling them, I was like, I just, it's just so <laughs> tough to do this track on stage because, you know, we're both, all three of us are just like, yeah, I love it, but it's just so different. Right weird to be doing while you're doing this you know just, yeah. yeah in the midst of everything else then this song comes on and it's like giving out the chance here they do it all again <laughs> damn it what happened it's, it's all flowing and this one slows it down it's you know and it i don't just just didn't think it fit the record that's all but you mm-hmm. know it made it yeah, <laughs> yeah. so you want to go through a couple different tracks sure, like we sure. don't have every single one no just a few things that popped up as we dug notes. into them uh we have a couple notes about casket 
So Uh-oh. We, ta- <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, we talked about this uh, actually last year at Trivia. Yes. Because the beat you used for... Mm-hmm. The Hollow Wicked single. Yes. Yeah. But yes. we learned from you. Children of the Wasteland. That it was mm-hmm. in reverse. You did Children of the Wasteland first and then. I believe so, sp- yeah. Spun it yeah. to yeah. this. Yeah, we were just, yeah. Because it was, we. well, I said basically we had the Casket song was already, it's not, not that we did Casket or Children of the Wasteland first. Uh, Children of the Wasteland, I think, dropped first. Oh, that's because, correct. Yeah. yeah right. Because. The casket was done first. The thing was that I was in a pinch for music at the last minute. And they were like, well, you guys aren't going to make the EP or whatever it is, the Hollow Wicked single, mm-hmm. if you don't do something like now. So I was like, well, you know, what can we do? And I think that was Madrox. He was like, I was you strip one of your songs and write something new to it change it and I was right. like alright so that's exactly what I did I went in there we stripped casket went in there I rewrote the whole thing rewrote my verse rewrote another verse and the chorus and I was like alright killer throw a song throw something <laughs> on here with me and let's do it and that's exactly what happened and I was like we need to be on this EP yeah. no matter what they're, everybody else going to be on there and I think that was the first time anybody's done anything crazy like that <laughs> like, um, remix your own song yeah, I mean, your own before shit. it's even out like, or right that's when it exactly comes out. what it was and everybody's like what the <laughs> and then with uh, going back to Casket there's parts of it that you retooled your verses from an old Two Crazy Devils so yeah for sure is for that sure. Was that um, something that you always wanted to do, or was that song like so big in your head? You like the song back before when we did this. uh, The two crazy devil song was called "The Seller," and Mm -hmm. like none of the stuff ever came out. Uh, you know the way it should have came out it was all I mean people have heard what they heard now right, right. Like, oh, it's all kind of uh, bootleg and shitty <laughs> and mostly I said because most of the stuff that survived was the shitty stuff I mean I we had good mixes of it but right. I didn't have any of them and I can't tell you they're there so I'll tell you it sucks <laughs> what's there sucks but I did like the verses that I had there and I was like let's just you know I retooled them for this I was like I, I like it it was dark it was it fit the theme and that's mm-hmm. kind of what it was so like, I was trying to stick that to that stuff because a buddy that I was doing the stuff with when we were doing Two Crazy Devils and then we mixed it to Sleepwalkers we had names because we weren't sure what we were doing during this time but the time by the time me and him stopped doing music together he had chosen to go a different route like he wanted to go more hip hop Mm -hmm. he didn't want to go the Wicked so I knew he wasn't going to use any of that and I was like well I'm going to use that I'm staying in the Wicked shit Mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing so yeah that's kind of what it was is there anything else that you have in your back pocket? Like, do you still think about that? Like, hey, I wrote something 20 years ago. I can bust that out, or no, do you I just mean, grow so oh, quickly? No, only, no, I have. I do have stuff. Like, because I used to write on paper all the time, and then I would write. Write things. on paper. T- yes. Tell the kids what that means. I do. <laughs> I used to write on paper and paper. Back when you were writing, you had it was always you wrote uh, verses that were just like a full sheet, a full sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. You didn't know how long it was and how much you were doing. I mean, it comes to find out it was it was most it was kind of close to what it is, 16 bars what people are writing now. So it's like you were that's what we were doing. We were just writing out whatever and trying to write rhymes and write raps. And then um, I said so I, w- I would have stuff and I would just shove it all away. So I got like different things from different records from all the times before until the phones and then right. I started writing on phones and you know and um, my notepads and shit like that which has changed everything so it's like yeah I have stuff that's sitting there that probably would never use I, I have a verse to uh, gang related okay. ABK track gang nice. related I was supposed to be on that originally <laughs> yes supposed oh, to be me and Killer doing gang related <laughs> that's interesting but it changed because he 
started doing the record with them and mm-hmm. everything, whatever. I, we just folded that and I went on different songs. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, but it's to this day, Killer will tell people, he's like, Blaze got the gang related verse <laughs> and it's still, and I got that shit bust sitting that out. at the crib. I got that probably still sitting at the crib, sitting down there, gang related, written verse, old as shit. Probably something you'd never hear me spit now, but it's like, you know, stuff like that. But I have, I've gone back to things like that where I'll go back and like stuff that I've written before because I still do that now. Like, I'll do that now where I'm in the notepad and I'll write so much and then I'll start writing a verse to something else on the same part, on the same song. Mm-hmm. But it fits multiple things. So I'll take that piece off because it's not I'm not using it on this song. Now I gotta use that piece on something else. Mm-hmm. And I'll take it to a new song and start writing that one. I'll, you know, using that as a piece of it. Another rhyme that I just had thrown off from another. Yeah, so it's, you know, people have books of rhymes where they go in there, let me grab a rhyme. Because I know people have been doing that for years. Like, <laughs> shit, I've heard stories of proof and, you know, rest in peace. Right. Coming to the studio with the, um, you know, a suitcase. Like a rhyme. <laughs> like a rhyme, not a suit. I'm sorry. He's got like a briefcase. I'm yeah. sorry. Like a, something like that. They were talking about it. I mean, Twisted told me about this. Like, he came there and he had multiple rhymes. It's like, because you... You can come there and be like, I could just go through and I'll have something that's going to fit your shit. But when you come there and you're like, now nah, I'm going to write it, because that's what he ended up doing. He came in there and he wrote it there right. instead. And they were like, that's, you know, that was the shit. That was G shit to them. They're like, that's dope. He just came in there. He's like, I got all this stuff, but I don't need that. I'm going to write something <laughs> new. And that's what happened. You know, you never know what's going to, you know, how you're going to be at that right. time. But you, that's kind of what it is, man. Some people go in there and they'll just have it in their head. Uh, like uh, I swear Notorious B.I.G. was notorious for just going in there and just hitting it off the dome yeah because he's just either saying it in his head or he just memorizes it and he's just in there and it's you know it's like the same thing with Jay-Z a few yeah, times Jay-Z he did that stuff makes too makes a banger did, track yeah. off the top like five minutes the same type of shit it was like I think he you know studied him mm-hmm. and he was with him a little bit and he tried to figure out exactly what he was doing and it's you know same shit I guess right. you know if you master your craft and shit I was like that's one thing I can do I can write I rap everybody else's shit like, yeah. <laughs> I'll spit somebody else's shit for them right. but yeah it's never been me it's like I'll go hey, I'll take me a second to write you some shit <laughs> come back and spit it for you the next one we had was Juggalo Anthem we don't want to bring up anything specific if there was like a beef but it seems like there was like heavy hip hop beef like, yeah it felt like all, a real diss track but there was never any like names called out but it felt like it was targeting like an actual beef song i mean it's no it's like always been the same like for us it's like we just you say everything you want to say without saying it about every it's just meant for anybody mm-hmm. if, if, if the shoe fits then wear it it's right. always kind of been like that so i mean you know at the time it's always i think part of our stuff has always been mainstream has always kind of pushed us away and like we don't fucking accept you we don't like you fuck mm-hmm. you so we've always been like fuck you and it's kind of just how it's been i think so i mean if anything it's been more directed towards people just mainstream and people that are like you know you guys don't belong it's kind of what it's always mm-hmm. been i think mm-hmm. oh, that's interesting we never god it seems so simple when you I mean, put it's it the like same that, thing with but... shit talkers man for real it's like it's fuck you know sh- talking about everybody and nobody yeah. you know what I mean it's the same <laughs> thing that's why I'm surfing video channels for my victims cause there's video channels that used to be MTV and The Box and VH1 <laughs> right. and BET and they all had videos on there they don't got them no yeah. more you know what I mean box. <laughs> yeah, The Box was I mean shit The Box Twisted just started blowing up on The Box yeah then gone yeah. like that <laughs> Because I remember we were actually voting. Oh, all right, let's get them on there. Let's see. 
and it just started hitting on there. It was wild as hell, and then, yep, gone. I was like, that was my first video over then. Damn it. My we don't die. Come on, play again, play again. Yeah, it didn't happen, though. It was, it was crazy. Uh, skipping around, let's see, we have Nasty. Yeah. Good track. Mm-hmm. Whose idea was it to take the Biggie track and, and retool it for your own? Like, I feel like there's a lot of that in that era of, hey, this is something cool. Let's kind of Bump it put my like, spin on it. We, like, when we started doing all the stuff, it, it was, we started doing this stuff to some, I think it was with Mike, Mike P, I believe. We started doing the track, started, and then during this time, Jay comes through and he's like, what is that you're doing? <laughs> and Jamie and me are like, dude, this is the shit. It's called nasty. He's like, I love that. Like something. And he was like, I got something for that. And I swear, I think it was him that went back. He, I don't think he found Biggie though. He found something else. Like I don't know if it's, I don't know where he found. It. I thought it was some Michael Jackson shit or something. Biggie probably stole it from someone else. Right? True. I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I think it was Michael. Doubled. I think it's MJ on something. And he came back with this MJ shit. And he was like, this sounds like it'll fit this perfectly what you're doing mm-hmm. and i'm like all right and then soon like because that was like i said he didn't he wasn't in for a lot of the record when i'm doing the record like mm-hmm. he would come through and shit like that roll through on his way through the studio to do something else he'd be like what the fuck's that <laughs> oh my god and he'd come through like i love that and i got and he's that's where he would come in and be like oh i'm gonna put the noise in and he'd go in there and he'd be like <laughs> <laughs> he was doing that's all the air of him, yeah, you know, jumping in with little noises that, yeah, and voices. 100%, <laughs> it, it, it was kind of what it was. So, like during that time, it was you know I tried to get people involved in it, and that's kind of you know that was a little bit of help from Jamie because he was like, bro, we should ask him what he thinks. You know, running yeah. through, yeah, well, and that's exactly yeah. what it was. So yeah, I think I'm pretty sure he came in with. Uh, I thought I'm pretty sure I thought it was some Michael Jackson off the. It wasn't off the wall. It's some weird stuff that is like old school one. It's a different track that nobody knows of. Right. And he was like, play this, and he played that, and he put it on there. He's like, here, take that little loop right there, and that's what it was. Yeah, and it just fucking went from there. Well, we have homework now for the wrap up show to yeah, get some bottom which MJ check. That's man. I'm telling you, we have to look for it because I don't know if that's exactly what it is or not we have to ask Madras and be like bro that's not it either <laughs> yeah you guys are like know. you guys are a funny like encyclopedia of shit like that oh, like, try to remember this shit man it's like there's so much stuff and it's like yeah there's so many different things and I do re- I do recall him coming through just like that you know what I mean that was yeah it was wild uh, that leads us to straight out of Detroit because that's basically how he wound up on that track right as he James wound up on that track. and jumped on that. Well, it, the diff, the reason that well, it was a different story for that. I mean, people don't know, but I, the, for some reason, I don't know why, but I was always in and off the label, probably like multiple times. Right. Yeah, like, we've, uh, we've discussed it. Either from the uh, working, I was either a worker there, and then you know I would say something that would get me in trouble or something. Yeah, you shouldn't. You're overstepping your bounds or something like. Uh, you know, I'm just talking I, I'm about the guy my things. Where I think it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very weird, but it was like usually me asking about my own stuff, like about Blaze or about Twisted or you know just normal questions, and uh, it was always weird. So I had weird occasions like that. So. It was other times I was actually on a label and I'm doing play I mean you know, I'm doing real G 
real G shit. I, I have the the EP out, and I'm with Twisted, and we're on the road, and um, I'm in the middle of the tour, and you know, I called them, and I was like, hey man, we need some of this, this, and this, you know, to make this happen, mm-hmm. so I can continue on tour. And they were like, you know, we don't have this, this, or this, you know, and <laughs> so I questioned that, and they were like, well, yeah, that doesn't sound like you want to be here anymore, so oh. you're off the label. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I guess I'll just continue out here without this support of anything but you know it made it happen because i have friends out there but anyway so during that time it was one of them lulls i was off a little bit came back from that tour and you know i wasn't gonna quit i'm still gonna continue recording music so i recorded three tracks and two of one of them was straight out of detroit one was uh uh one was casket and i think the other one was um they were all from one last g all three of them the other one was uh, Grave Ain't No Place. Okay. So oh, these three third, tracks, third right? Third three, so these three tracks, like, and... Um, the three best fucking songs on the city. I don't know if we, we, had, we had something... I, I think Twisted was going down there to meet up with them in Toledo for either a rehearsal or some sort of thing happening down there. Maybe it was a show where they were jumping back on tour. So, I, you know, Mad Drive's like, hey, drive, drive me down there, drop me off. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. And he was like, bring them tracks with you. So we're going to let Jay hear him when we get down there. I was like, all right, cool. So that's exactly what we did. We let him hear him. As soon as he heard Strat of Detroit, he's like, I want to be on there. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm not really on the label. He's like, what? What are you talking about? You're not on a label. You're on a label. Kiss my ass. Kiss, you know, whoever said you're not on a label, fuck them. And, you know, and that was exactly what it was. So it's like, it's always been some weird things like that. And, mm-hmm. You know, whatever. I, but that's exactly what happened. Uh, that was one of them. And I swear to God, I got a, I got the version without him. I still have that so, version. So we've, <laughs> this out. So we've talked about that. And I'm fine. I was going to skip over it, but I'm glad you said it. Um, we've heard that that's out there um, we've heard I that, do have that that maybe it would come out like if you had a best of you know it'd be a bonus it's a track possib- so- possibility I mean I've we've talked about it but it's the same thing it's like the beat is is completely different it's mm-hmm. the first thing when we did it it's rough as hell the beat is is completely different And it's just me and Killer. And it's, yeah, we split, we split the third verse. And it's the two of us, and we split the third, and that's kind of what happened. Yeah. yeah. We've uh, debated talking to, you know, the big man to see if we could throw a little five-second clip in there. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll deal with that. We'll deal with them later. Uh. <laughs> I'm trying to put it together like this is one of the things he's been holding it's like there's I have a few tracks like that that are weird that are like old school shit that have either original mixes when I used to do stuff I would do multiple mixes of it just to see which guy I like the best or which beat I like the best right. you know and um, so I, yeah there's different things like that from different records it's crazy uh, Clockwork Grey I did that a lot a lot of different people doing different mixes like this guy did you know I swear I had a wishing well done by the uh, one by Scott Sumner and then one by okay. Fritz and then you know Scott Sumner did another mix to another song of mine and he also did the the escape artist so it's we like you the know cuts. It's like, but that's the thing it's like the other one that the other Sumner cut didn't make it it just didn't sound I mean his stuff sounded great it just didn't sound like 
yeah, the fit, one fit I want to pick from it. Yeah, so. man, I want to hear the, so the, the alternate like version that. of Escape Artist. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, there's like there's a different version of uh, I think there's a different version of um, uh, Roll It Up because I at the time I took two. Uh, tracks and I thought it was genius at the time. I don't know nobody's ever did it. I know, but I had I had <laughs> ROC and Fritz. I had ROC and Fritz do mixes to the same song, and then I liked Fritz's verse. I liked that. I liked ROC's chorus. So I took the beat and I put those together, and ROC's chorus runs with that row and uh, mm-hmm. come on girl, and then that's Fritz's beat in the middle. It's fucking different. It's yeah, like, I've never seen two beats spliced together. I, yeah. I spliced them. I was like, let me just do that. Let me see what it sounds like. And I liked the boy. Yeah, that's how I liked it. I yeah, that's just, cool. It, that's what came out on the record. Uh, <laughs> like we don't even talk about this, but now that you're saying it, are you a perfectionist in that regard? Like, do, do you have? I've never like heard of someone with a lot. Well, yeah. no, I am. I think I am. Uh, no, I'm. I am slower because I, I, I procrastinate a little bit. That's why I'm slower in getting my stuff out yeah. and doing <laughs> things like that. But then, yes, I do. I am a perfectionist when it comes to stuff like. Now, I don't know if it's sound, but it's the way I am coming out or sounding mm-hmm. to somebody more. I don't want it to sound like I don't know what it is. Like it's the same thing when I'm writing and rewriting and rewriting because I don't want it to sound like something stupid or something right. that I did before or something. You know, like, or if it does sound like something I did before, it's because I I wanted it to right. do that. That's you know, there's songs in Lotus that I did purposely that way. You know what right. I mean? Like I am still known for blood <laughs> sipping is because <laughs> I've been known for blood <laughs> sipping. It's like come on, it's just you know, you do these things on. That you know, sometimes for fun because you know, yeah, I mean? yeah. right. Like throwing little, throwing right. little nuggets it's a in there. Throwback, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very much wrestling, very much Marvel. Again, everything yeah. that we've said, like it's it's cool to you see that. Well, we're yeah. nerds. Right. Yeah, no, we're nerds. <laughs> Here stuff. we are at Astro talking, so you know, it makes perfect so. sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talking about tying stuff together, let's get back to Maggot Face. Yeah. We kind of alluded to it before, but there's so many mentions of maggots on your face throughout the whole. Mm-hmm. Album again, like you said, dropping little bits and pieces. Was that something that you specifically did? Like, did you ever think, oh, I mean, th- this almost, is really part of my gift? Like, I'm gonna yeah, we no, that was like I your was, gimmick was, was gonna close. be more maggot than no, for real. There was gonna be close to, I was gonna have photos with that. And do yeah. it. And that's kind of what it was because it was just something that it's always grossed me out. Shit, that's sickening. I was, oh, I. It's not only are they they smell disgusting, <laughs> but they look nasty. And they're always in the fucking old curdled meat and shit. I was like, man, they gotta be. That's you know. So I was always like, that's just the, just the images to me were nasty. So I'm like, yeah, it's gotta be part of what it is. You know, I associate maggots with dead and dead things and shit. So it's. Yeah, as we dove in, we were like, I wonder if at first he was going to fake prosthetic like maggots on us. I I had many (laughs) ideas to do different weird shit, and it's like one of them was, yeah, to have at least have photos of it or do something where it's like, you know, (laughs) today's day and age, I would have had green screen, you would have seen him all over crawling out of the video. People would have been like, damn, he's got maggots in his face. He really is a maggot face. Look like that Bray Wyatt match at WrestleMania. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking maggots all over the room. Jesus. I would hope yours would be better than that. That was yeah. fucking stupid, but regardless. Um, here I am. You mentioned to us, I think at last year's trivia, maybe the one before, how yeah. you didn't like how you sounded because oh, your yeah. voice was yes. blown out. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. It's all because of the engineer. That's where another one of them, uh, like, them experimenting. They threw me in there with an experimental engineer. It's like, here you go, man. Uh, just go in there and do your thing. It's like, all right. And I told you I was pretty green as a sit, so I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm going in there and what I want to do. But then when you put me with a guy who's also green right. in the studio, it doesn't know, you know what I mean? Hey, you got to turn him up or he might need a compressor on his voice or you know what i mean because that's one of the things like a lot of people don't i don't know if they do that for everybody but a lot of the times they'll use a compressor on my voice because my voice will fucking it's i don't it's I don't know what the, the deepness or what it is. That's Sharp. a little deep. I don't know what the fuck it is. But something, they have told me that they have to do that to fucking compress it down to keep it contained. To contain <laughs> whatever it is. Just but, like um, trying to keep it in the casket. Yeah, you know? it's, it's, so it's very weird. So when I'm in there and I'm doing the vocals to and a guy, he's not turning it up out there on his end. I'm just... You know, and here yelling, and then getting louder, and then oh, you can't hear me. What I'm doing? <laughs> like, yeah, that voice is exactly so what, it's, it's really, intense on that. Yeah, it's very up there. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a hundred percent what it was. It was just yeah, it was me just kind of screaming to be heard, heard to hear myself. I guess. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that was that Huggy Bear. Yes, that's that what we got. You don't have to like said. That was the infamous Huggy Bear. Yes. <laughs> And did you Mike P's homie. Yes, we talked to him about <laughs> yeah. about him, and it was funny. I'm sure he didn't have. He has good things to say. He's a good guy. Huggy <laughs> <laughs> was good, but I mean, he was just yeah. He just didn't. It didn't work at that point. <laughs> we don't have any other tracks to talk about, but one thing that we have talked about in numerous. Oh yeah, seasons, this is always brought up the lore of uh, the after party for. The, so Halloween 2001, your CD comes out. Okay. The after party for the show was your CD release party mm-hmm. at the Majestic. Yes. So it was, as I remember, mm-hmm. we got down there, ICP opened, yeah, Zug, I- Zug Island played their second set ever, mm-hmm. and then you had your release party. When we say that was like top three Juggalo shows of all time, yeah, no we, are no, we are not fucking around. We've, we've said it so many times on this season yeah, and we, throughout other seasons. Yeah, we've been saying it for 20 years. That's like, next level. What, what do you was, remember uh, that's about the that? Magic, it, it, the Majestic or the Magic Stick upstairs? Majestic. It was the Majestic. We were actually at Majestic? Yeah. Oh my God, wow. That's crazy. And it was packed. It was a no, packed I mean, house. I remember it being awesome because I said I had some family that came out, so that was cool. And, you know, just like I said, if I, even when I'm there, it, it doesn't matter. It's like I told you, I'm I could be the headliner of the show. I'm still looking up to the guys who were, you know, I mean, yeah. never the guys, really the headliners. It's, it's funny I mean? that so you say like that. It's, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to interrupt because we definitely want to talk about this, but we've always talked about amongst our friends that you are a. I don't want to say you're a fan first, but you could tell that you want to be there and you're having fun. And if you well, weren't, you ra- if you <laughs> if you weren't here rapping, you would be at this convention as a fan. You'd be at Fright Fest as a fan and a it's friend. Like you can, you can just possible. tell yeah. how much no, you I'm, enjoy. I it. do. I, I do. I have fun. Um, and that's like I said. It's people say that, and they always they ask me still because it's been years since I've been to the gathering, and they ask me the same question. Hey, what's your thing? What do you miss the most? Well, I miss the interaction, hanging out with 
the fam, the juggalos, going out on a golf cart and riding up to the, somebody's camp and smoking a blunt with them <laughs> or a joint. Maybe now I drink one with them. It's like, it's a different style. It's like, that's what I miss. Because that was the fun. And that's, you know what I mean? Every year is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Sitting backstage, hanging out, waiting for your turn to go on. No, right. it's like you want to go out there and be with everybody else. Because that's where the fun's at. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's kind of always how I felt. And that's, you know, so, I, I, you know, I don't. It comes across 100%. Well, it should. I hope everybody understands that because I do. I go. I still now. I go out and find myself going to shows. If you know, if people I know are coming through the town, I try to go and check out their shit. You right. Know? So it's, I just try to support because you know that's what it's about. Underground has always been a little bit about that. Trying to you know look out for your homie. Right. And try to bring that person up. You know, and bring the next guy up to go out there and open and shit like that. And it's kind of you know it's always what I did. Mm-hmm. And you know it's kind of how you got to keep this. They moving. Keep the train you rolling. Keep the train up. rolling, exactly. And you know, I mean, it, everybody needs to throw wood or coal or whatever it is in that motherfucker to keep it burning and keep that thing engine going. <laughs> rolling along. Yeah, yeah and, you need uh, the next generation. To, uh, that is what it is. It's like, I'm, we're not going to be here forever. And you know, we got to keep this shit rolling, well, rolling for the be. next people. Well, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm a thousand dead. years away. I am dead. And I will be dead. I am a dead body, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to go back, so no, that was all awesome. Uh, to go back to the, um, the, after the, the after party, it's just in our heads, there were so many songs that were like crew songs that we never saw live, like Madrox coming out and doing hooks. And just, oh, it, yeah. it was just, it well, was no, you, a perfect you wanna, set of look, songs. The real reason, I'm, let me go back. I'm sorry, because it's all coming back to my head now. <laughs> I under, I know why this has happened, because I, I swear we did other, did we not do another, did I do another set sometime around there? Because I try to do stuff where it was like I'm gonna try to do all the music that I didn't do that I have never done so it'd be like the third verses and I went that's what I did it was like I went out there and we're like oh we'll do the third verse for this song the third verse for that song and then do the song with Madrox and, and have him do his chorus or his verse that may and be how we picked up I'm like at the time I'm pretty sure that's what it is it was so different because it was like uh, he never does these verses mm-hmm. it's like the stuff I've never done and it was all off I only had so much music you know what right. I mean? Like, I only yeah. had so much music uh, to pull time, from. Like, to pull from. So, at the time, I had, I, I said it at the EP, the, the first gathering, I did the EP, I did, I think it was 17 minutes long. I did 11 of it, yeah, whatever yeah. it was, something <laughs> like that. And a couple of minutes is the intro. <laughs> right. So, it's like I did as much as I could. And that's, you know, so I was always trying to pull more music. What can I do? What can I do? When I was out there in the first couple of times, I, after I did that, gathering stuff I was like well Killer already had some music so I was like we took one of his mm-hmm. grab one of his songs that he did and he had Native Funk song and he would just say yeah. anybody kill he come out there and, oh you wanna get your scroll on but let me get my roll on it's like alright <laughs> it's fucking cool so it's like that's what we had to do just to, to create more music at the time so I, I tried to do something different for that I was like well I'm gonna do a release party I'll try to do a little different stuff that I've never done and that's kind of what it was mm-hmm. and they're all saying they're going to come out and do the stuff with you and be on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm putting it, everybody on there. It came across like a celebration, like a culmination of this thing. It was a lot because we talked about in the season that it had dates, months, you know, kept pushing back. So, when it finally came out on Halloween, yeah. a day that's pretty big in Juggalo World. So, yeah. it did feel like a giant celebration that's of everyone out up. there. Yeah. I'm telling you what, it's a bit. 
they, I think they were trying to do that a lot to keep me stuck on that date too, though, because every time it seemed like we're putting your records right. out in October, in October, in October, somewhere near October. It's like, hey, I'm not just in October. Guy. I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> you put me all the time. Right, yeah. right. I knew I was going to do that. But yeah, you can do it anytime you want. That's crazy as hell, man. The one, oh, there's a couple things we remember from that show. One, during Zug Island set, Chris got hit with a bale yeah. of hay and almost knocked him out Covered cold. in hay. It was all about my shirt. I remember going to school the next day because I was a young lad then. Damn. Pulling hay out. <laughs> the other thing we remember, so that's how we remember that Monoxide and Madrox were out there doing hooks for you. Mm hmm there was a song where a girl got up on stage and she was up there for way too long. And this is a different time. You know, this wouldn't happen now. <laughs> he took a the running boot, boot. running start and booted her in the ass and she <laughs> flew. And we remember that to this day. Yeah. And we always wonder, like, That's does hilarious. anyone else remember that? Or we just, it probably happened all the time, but it was like right in front, right in front of us that time. Of, yeah. I've seen a couple of uh, wild things, yeah, happen. <laughs> happened to me before. I've done that uh, Cottonmouth King show. Went on stage a little too long and got booted. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. See ya. <laughs> yeah, that girl, in my head, just whole body went. Like yeah, as that, the, just as the years up. go along, she went all the way to the bar at the back of the Majestic <laughs> right. now. That's, a, that's not too far. <laughs> yeah, no, can, it's doable. With his running start, right. fuck. That was bad. Hell yeah. No, that was, like we said, one of our favorite shows. And how you said it, you're right. It was probably stuff. Yeah. Because even you do that now, like, not to tell you what you do, because you know how you mm -hmm. do it. You have a set right now, and it's a half hour long. Mm -hmm. You pack in as many songs as you can because you do one song, one hook, verse, verse. Try, like, yeah, it's fast. Yeah, get you a little piece of everything yeah. that I can because yeah. yeah, it's only got so much time to do. But back then, yeah, that's it. Must have been the magic of that that we just didn't put our finger on. That mm -hmm. oh, that's a third verse we've never heard. Like, yeah, it's like yeah, I said. I, I swear that's kind of it's. It makes more sense to me because I know I did something weird. Like I even have, like I said, I, I probably have that because I used to keep all the like CDs, your, your dad or like whatever. the actual show oh, CDs. Nice. Like you have to listen to it on a CD back right. then first to you know what I mean now you just go on Dropbox and listen to your show tape or something <laughs> right. back then it was a real CD so they'd burn you a CD. I would keep all my show CDs and just I had so I had a stack of these probably up to a certain point. Mm -hmm. where I would just keep these and I swear I have that probably that show CD sitting there like you know the release party or whatever right. just yeah, probably sitting there Man, I can probably find it I'm gonna yeah, look yeah we did a catalog for you please. yeah yeah well uh, you I'm gonna look for it and see I'm telling you it's gonna be weird though it's like uh, why does he have all the vocals on me like well this is back before they knew what they were doing right, yeah. and I actually trim vocals and do the shit like you son of a bitch we're here to be a juggler historian so we'll help yeah. get that documented in the archives yeah even if it's just to figure out what songs yeah, you did and what verses together, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you I, yeah I'm gonna look for it because I know I have I've, I've looked through these things before because I have a couple of different ones you know different gatherings and Lotus tapes and writers shows and yeah just we'll put that on setlist.fm and <laughs> we'll be good uh, man we've covered a lot here yeah uh, is there anything else Hey, we've we've gone through a bunch. Yeah, yeah, jumped around. You got anything else you want to talk about? One less G. I mean, we could I sit mean, here all day. We don't want to take up all your time. I'm yeah. I mean, 
I'm, I'm trying to think of anything else that's crazy besides everybody knows the story of when they called me. That was true. So. Yeah. So it's also one of our favorite things. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody season, knows so. that's real. Yep. That we talked was real. to we talked to Mike P about that, and he legitimately didn't remember that he was part of it. Yeah. He's like, he, I got the phone. He's like, Yeah, you called him back one time. He's like, His car was in my driveway. And we're like, Yeah. Like he just it was funny how he didn't remember. But the biggest takeaway well, of the whole thing is how well you took it, and with. Well, As you go, well, I guess I need a ride. Yeah, I yeah. was just like, no, oh, I guess you do. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, what do you want, man? I, yeah. Hey, I knew that. I, there was nothing I could do. Shit, I've had so many, so much crazy shit happen throughout them times just with them. And that's just one of the things I could, you know what I mean, that would, would sound like something that would happen to me. Because like I'm saying, the first, I remember the first um, time I went on tour with them, we did the in-store tour. Right, and it was a uh, Jekyll Brothers in-store tour, and I, I remember going the first day we went. It was somewhere in town, like Hot Hits or something like that. So everybody rode up there, and then they rode home. Then the next day we had to go to Garden City and yeah, Rock, Rock of Ages, Ages. Yep. and so I was riding out there, and they were like, "I'm just going to drive my car up there." So I drove my car up, get all the way close to Rock of Ages, and it's right next to that and that motherfucker breaks down pulling in pulled it in back behind the place next to Rock of Ages locked it all up then what happens we go do the in-store tour well I'm supposed to take the car and drop it off at the office because we're getting on the bus that night from Garden City from Rock of Ages well what happens I left the car there because I had no way to get it back. Yeah. It's sitting in the parking no lot of King Cone. <laughs> yeah. It was sitting there for whatever week, two weeks, whatever. <laughs> I'm gone the entire time on tour. I have nobody at home to call to get the motherfucker or nobody to, you know, like, I guess maybe I could have called my parents or something. I wasn't trying to fucking burden them with that <laughs> shit or my cousin. You know, I was like, I don't I don't know. I don't know anybody to do it. So I left my 81 Regal sitting there. We always wondered what it was. 81 Regal. Yes. Blue just bought this bitch a couple weeks ago from my uncle for a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> Fucking driving beautifully and nice, has everything right in it with a busted window. Because why I left on tour the first week, I'm sorry, I did. We came home. I, see, I'm uh, my dates are all fucked up. I left it was for 20 whatever. years ago. I left it for we left it for a week. I left it up there. It had a stock radio in it in the outside the office. Somebody sure enough busted that motherfucking window open to get absolutely nothing because it was clean. There's nothing in it. Nothing. <laughs> so I had to go back there the and put a Garden plastic City. on this bitch. <laughs> then I rode it out to Garden City and left it there. Then I'm on tour and I left the car and never seen it again. Gone. <laughs> Impounded. That's the type of shit that happens to Blaze. So then later on, that was not the first car I left. That was, well, I'm sorry, that was the first car I left, not the only car I left. <laughs> because during my days with Psychopathic, because after that, I had I was back working for them again, coming back home, and this is during the time uh, before one less, or actually before the EP, and I was working, and I remember Shaggy lived a little bit out near Royal Oak or something, and I was the same shit, driving the car, had a fucking Taurus, something, Sable, one of those <laughs> Mercury Sable 
Ford Taurus, one of them bullshit cars. Little mini, uh, yeah. It was like 89, <laughs> so it was like the longer bodies. There was, okay. you know, longer, but it's still Kinda stupid. Kind like wagon-like? Yeah, it, it did. It looks fucking weak. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm driving this bitch, and I drive it all the way up and get to Royal Oak, to Woodward, and that bitch starts smoking. Same thing. Pulled it up off the road, dropped it on Woodward, called him up. Hey, you at home? Yeah. Ro walked over to his house and fucking left it sitting there, impounded. Bye. Never seen that car again either. So that's not that's I'm telling you. It's like shit like that happened to where it was like it just was a clunker. I was like, I ain't gonna fix it. I ain't gonna have no money to fix it, and I'm right. not paying to get this bitch out of impound. Not worth Fuck it. Fuck you. Not worth it. So I just left <laughs> shit like that. So I was yeah. I wish I wouldn't have left the Rego though. I'll tell you that because <laughs> that was a good ass car. That's real fun. It's some crazy shit, man. That's why it's plausible for them to say, hey, your car's at Mike P's and it's lost and somebody broke into it and it's gone. Right. The only thing that wasn't plausible is them calling it the brown bobber because my car wasn't brown. That's what we were always wondering. Yeah. Never was brown. So I didn't know what they, you know, they were just trying to, play. but maybe they were trying to get at, they, you know, trying to. Get a little hint to let you know. They're fucking with me, but I never took it like that. I was like dead tired. They woke me up all the way in. I'm in California and three hours behind, so they're like early morning over here. Right, that's fun. (laughs) Yeah, we never put together what time it was. Yeah, we're trying to guess. We're assume you're sleeping in there. Uh, It was yeah, it was stupid early for me, and they were you know they were early out here. Some and they called, yeah, and I was, and that's just me. I would answer the phone. I'm the type of motherfucker. Oh, what's up? What's going on? You need something? What's happening? I just, used to do that all the yeah. time. That's kind of that's funny. <laughs> and I guess they knew it. They were like, let's fuck with him. Well, that was a good Wilding. good ending to the CD and probably yeah. a good ending story here talking about your cars. Well, yeah, I hope everybody had fun at my expense. <laughs> yeah, we always have fun at your expense. <laughs> yeah, no, we appreciate your time. Yeah. And, uh, no, that's one, what's up. One last G. Certified banger. Yeah. Well, we have to get to the wrap up and decide. Yeah, so. we still have a couple, a couple, couple more episodes. episodes. Well, let, so. me know, yeah. let me know, man. Let me know if there's <laughs> anything else you guys think about. Need you know? Need some answers. You know, fucking. We will hit you up for me. Sure. Let me know. I'm always down. We'll keep trying to pop you with dumb memes that we're making on yeah, Instagram. That's all we do. <laughs> I laugh. I think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's good stuff. And there you have it. Blaze, you dead homie. Talking to the Juggalo Rewind at Astronomicon 6.5. Did you catch the little tidbits there that we dropped when talking about a certain song with a different version? I hope you were paying attention. If you were, and you liked it, and you want to hear more stuff like this, please tell a friend, share with anyone via social media, word of mouth, however you want to do it. Tell everyone what we're doing over here at the Juggalo Rewind. This season alone, we talked to Blaze, Fritz the Cat, and Mike P. If you're so inclined, post it on social media. Tell Fago lovers, Real Juggalos, Replicon Radio, any of the big Juggalo news story websites. Tell them what we're doing over here. Get a little traction. Let's see what we can do here and uh, keep this train rolling. Season four is not yet over. We still have some tricks up our sleeves. So stay tuned in the next couple weeks, and you're going to be getting even more One Last G in the Hood action from Chris and myself. But until then, I would like to implore you once again to follow us on all social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at JuggaloRWD. Give us a phone call 
Give us a text, 810-666-1570. Give us an email, juggalorwd at gmail.com. And don't forget that if you listen, wherever you listen, or watch on YouTube, give us uh, your five-star review, like, rate, review, share, tell a friend, all those things. All the things that help the algorithm and help spread the word so that we can do more fun stuff like this. That's it for us. Join us next week for more wrapping up of One Last G in the Hood. I'd like to thank Blaze for talking to us. Also like to give thanks to everyone at Magic Ninja, especially Mike and George, for A, putting on a great event last weekend at Astronomicon 6.5, and for hooking it up so we could talk to the man himself, Blaze. Also, shout out to past interviewee Fritz the Cat for helping us garner the little bonus that you may have heard sprinkled in there. Much love to Fritz. He's super cool, and we consider him a friend and a good brother. All right, that's all we got. Join us next week as we dive more into One Last G. See you then. All music played in this episode and in this entire season is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. So I died and I went back in a blast in a mile. I am dead and I will be dead. I am a dead body, damn it! <laughs> This show is a member of the Underground Podcast Community, UPC. UPC.